horror movie fans, welcome to Cold and Trash Horror Movie Grind the Podcast. I am your host, Ian. This is the show in which we grind on the absolute worst horror and sci-fi movies we can find and make fun of just how bad they are, as well as praise the good cult classics that have been lost throughout time. Now get ready, because we're about to dive real deep inside of Hollywood's dumpster in search of the good, the so bad it's good, and the fucking ugly. Put on your seatbelt, grab a beer or two, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another one uh Cold and Trash Horror Movie Grind. Today we are doing The Howling, The Howling 6, The Freaks. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a pretty cool movie. It's, uh, it's a howling movie. You know, they're all pretty much fun. Uh, this one came out in 1991, directed by Hope Perello. Uh, I've got some friends here with me. Daniel and Dustin are over here. What's up, guys? What's happening, man? How are y'all doing? Hell. <laughs> right. What'd uh, you say about hell? He said he's ready, he's ready to howl. Oh, he's ready to howl. All right, let's do it. Oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, so this movie was suggested uh, last week by uh, our one and only Dustin. Um, what, what made you want to pick this movie uh, and specifically this howling movie? Uh, all the. Well, I chose this one specifically. Um, it's just, it's my personal favorite in the storyline. What I love about the Howling franchise is that every movie is its is its own story. They don't really yeah. c- connect. And the few times they try to do it, it just failed. So it's best to just look at them as individual movies. Right. Um, but what drew me to this one is that uh, the werewolf is not the villain in this movie. This is a movie about the werewolf being the hero um, and because he doesn't agree with the way that people who don't look, you know, like everyone else are being treated for one thing. And he starts getting treated that way, feels bad and decides to save the day. And it's a lot different. Um, most of your werewolf movies all consist of werewolves in the woods. You know, you decide to take a stroll in the pitch dark without a flashlight, you're going to get eaten, you know, type of very simple scenario. Right. Um, yeah. And I just, I love the concept of, of this one where the werewolf you were rooting for. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It was pretty cool. He's like a, uh, just, uh, a loner. He just strolls into town and just another uh, Ian out there. in the uh, he, Yeah. Yeah. His name is Ian, which, uh, caught me by surprise. I, I thought that was, that was pretty neat. Yeah, doesn't he Ian. have like a French accent or something? I just couldn't figure it out. I don't think so. It's supposed oh. to be some kind of accent. He's supposed to be from England, but it does not sound like an English accent. It's not very good. <laughs> it's very watered it, down. It actually English. It's uh, it's impressive how bad it's done. But <laughs> <laughs> so the only other Howling movie I've seen is the second one. Your sister is a werewolf, uh, and that one, yeah, the werewolves are are bad. Are are they? So are they usually the antagonists in each of the films? The werewolf is the bad guy. Uh, except for part three, um, I would say yes. In all of them, but three and six, they're the bad, they're the bad guys. Interesting. Okay, cool. 
I do I do want to point out right fast. I don't know if everyone is familiar with um, uh, FX artists, but this one in particular had a very good, well-known uh, FX uh, artist on board. His name's Todd Masters, and I'll just give you a few. His resume is huge, but he did the re the RoboCop remake. He did mm. the artwork on Elysium. He did the oh. Underworld movies. Um, he also did 30 Days of Night, Slither, Child's Play, uh, and Day of the Dead. So this I've guy... All those. Right. Damn. And his, when he does animatronics, that's what he does. Um, it, I mean, he's not up there with Tom Savini, but I feel he should be. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should do one day do like a, a ranking of the like people like that. I, that would be great, man, because a lot of people, they deserve a lot more recognition for the work that they do. I mean, that's that's high quality come to life art. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's slowly disappearing. But there are some like Todd who still get on board for movies and will do what he does and do, do his FX and animatronics. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so what was your introduction to not only this movie, but the Halloween franchise as a whole? Uh, I had seen it on TV. I, the part six was the very first one that I saw. Um, I don't remember how old I was. I was pretty young, um, and it made me really like werewolves because um, I, I hadn't seen any other werewolf movies. I was quite young. I think I was seven or eight when I saw it. Mm. Uh, as soon as I saw that and I saw that it was part six, I had to see them all. It was really easy on the weekends for me to come across one of those because in yeah. the early 90s on uh, uh, HBO, you, you could catch one of those regularly. You catch that adjacent movie or Freddy movie or whatnot. I slowly made my way through there until I turned 15 and got a Hollywood video card and rented all the other ones. Oh, and, nice. So, right. so six is one of your, you know, the first ones you saw. It, it, it is. It has a nostalgic feel for me uh, too, because it, it introduced me to the effects of, of uh, someone uh, metamorphosing into a wolf. Um, yeah, that that scene was really gnarly too. It, the, uh, the Howling never—that's the only franchise where they don't ever fail to deliver some kind of animatronic werewolf, except for Part Seven. Yeah, uh, the Seven should be blown up and and put in that. I mean, they make a shit joke in that one. Literally, some guy walks past the antagonist, shits in his pants, runs in the bathroom. Everyone runs out, plugging their nose, and he just starts laughing. There's no rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. It just happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, Daniel, uh, same question to you. What, what was your introduction? Have you seen this movie before? I had not seen this particular version of it before. Uh, I stopped watching after three because it was one of my birthday presents for me, uh, a good friend that I used to watch bad movies with a long time ago. And actually after three, I was pretty much done with it. There wasn't going to be anything better than, uh, Halloween three for me. Uh, so I'm going to have to. Until now. Yeah. Well, no, not until now. <laughs> I had to watch the other ones. It's Howling 3, for me, redefined a genre of I'm very uncomfortable and I have no idea where this entire movie is going to be going. So uh, I, I would say that 6 felt pretty good, but I still had the, the I had questions at the end of 6. So um, I'm yeah. going to ask those to you. Ian and Dustin later because I don't know what happened in this movie, and I was paying <laughs> a lot of attention. 
Yeah. But I'm not sure what happened. Do uh, we have a uh do we have a vampire in it? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm very right. certain we did. Maybe. I, I've Nobody got, got questions and I've got answers. You're not gonna like them though. All right. Yeah, so um I, I did start out uh same way as Dustin though. I had seen some of these movies in HBO and I thought that it was just like it was just snippets of it because I was not really allowed to watch HBO. Mm. Late late night sort of right. snippets, maybe some things at friends' houses and stuff like that. But I knew the Howling franchise before I saw my first movie of it, uh, which was Howling 2, then Howling 1. I didn't know that Howling 3 existed. And after that point, I did not know that there was more movies made of it. So it just, I don't know, very under the radar, very fun, and very under the radar. Okay. Cool. As for myself, um, this is only the second one I've seen. For some reason, I don't know why I haven't seen the others, but uh, the first one I saw, like I said earlier, was Howling 2, Your uh, Sister's a Werewolf. And we actually covered that on my first podcast. Maybe so bad that good. Uh, my co-host, Ryan, he he, uh, he picked that one. He, he has a big love for Red Brown movies. Uh which uh is always fun though i mean like red brown is great um i want to do uh some more of his movies like uh robo war later in the future uh but um yeah so i saw this one i thought it was mostly pretty cool it, it was it was pretty long and kind of boring during most of it but the parts that were enjoyable were were hella enjoyable. Yeah, like when we get to the freak show and see all that stuff, and then uh, I I thought some parts were hokey, like that that cage, that like rubber cage that they put them in, like <laughs> you know, like we all like see that. Like, did you notice that he was just like bending the bars, like by barely touching them? Dude, at one point the cage wasn't even close. If you like pay, pay close attention, it was. He could have taken off at any time. There was no bottom to it. He could have just lifted it up. And right. just... <laughs> or he could have just bent the bars because he was like, every time he put his face through it, like the bars would like bend over his face. <laughs> they did not care about uh, value going towards those bars. That's for sure. <laughs> Everything went to the werewolf and the vampire. That's it. I don't even yeah. think they paid the actors. Right. Um, Dustin, why don't you uh, tell us pretty much like the plot, basically. Real, sum it up briefly about what what is this movie about? Sure. I'm going to tell, but I'm also going to show because not everyone has this. And if you, you do, it's a treat because this is what they used to do to cases from uh, movies from back then. And I bought this in the late 90s. And look at this. this can you see it's a 3D? Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, see? yeah, Okay, okay. You see what I'm talking this about? This is what it, my flesh style, yeah. Yeah, cool. this was the awesome stuff. I mean, this is what I loved about, you know, getting to buy DVDs and VHSs is that they went all out with that. Now everything's just, you know, it's automatically, you get it on a chip or you buy it on one of your streaming channels. But I wanted to show that I had that too. I've had this for 25 years, and I love that I have that, and I can look at the cover and do that. Um, you finally so, had your chance to show it off. I had my chance to show it off, and there's a treat for the people who didn't know that that's what it looked like. <laughs> um, so uh, also uh, a little bit of quick history. The reason there's three Howlings is because the writer, Gary Bradner, he's not really known for much else, wrote three novels, and it's called the Howling Trilogy. So he's responsible 
for those movies. Everything after three, they just they obviously had to pay him to be able to call it the Howling, um, which is why none of them have anything to do with any with anything. So basically, what we got was a six. lot of sense. Yeah, uh, with with six, we don't know who this guy is. He's 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 literally just wandering around. He's a lone man, a drifter, vagabond. Sometimes maybe I don't know. He wasn't on a train at any time, but you know, and he just goes to a town and looking for a job. Local cop gives him a you know heckles him, but he finds a job just like that. Befriends, starts befriending people in the town, and as we get closer and closer to midnight, he starts having panic attacks because he knows what's going to happen. And uh, boom! Next thing he knows, he gets captured by a vampire. And he's in a freak show. He, he, I like how he like looks at his calendar and says, "Oh no, full moon!" God <laughs> ah, damn it! I knew something was coming out that day. That's I, I, I mad that they added that because in the original first three movies, you, you don't need no. Uh, 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 there is no moon. You don't need a moon. You're a shapeshifter. You can turn into a wolf whenever the heck oh, you want. Yeah, yeah. Number yeah. two was definitely Very like that. With that. Yeah. Right. And By the time you get to five, they were like out all the daytime and shit. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Which is why we have the marsupial ones because they're showing that these shapeshifters, it's not specifically just werewolves or, you know, they can they change it or whatever. Um, yeah. And uh, also, not only does he change during full moon, but we also get to see a spell that the, our. our antagonist says some words and he transforms on command basically right yeah he does it, have it that. takes a long time but he does it <laughs> he does it and winston learns it in just one and just one go he hears it once and he's got the whole damn thing memorized yeah that's a very autistic man he is uh he's great i he's my favorite character of the whole movie but winston? Um, yeah yeah oh god yeah far and far and beyond he has the most chemistry with anybody and the most interesting things to say and it's sad because it's such an underdeveloped character i'm there's no humor in that i really believe he's a no i agree with you man he did a great he nailed his job he did his work Uh, the thing is that the other characters are not like him at all everybody else is so one-dimensional so painfully bad it's just like i just wish everybody was like winston (laughs) oh yeah this cat had a lot more they are all one-dimensional than anybody else oh Oh, like Bruce Payne, he's the same guy in every single movie he's in. Like Warlock Part 3, The Highlander, Dungeons and Dragons. He's just this ominous, weird dude up to no good in every movie yep. he's in. Yeah. yeah. But also also the the daughter of the guy he's staying with, like that's such a like... An and she's old... number two for me of good characters in this because... She's bad, but like not as bad as everybody else is. It's she. She just wants to fuck the guy. And... It's reasonable. <laughs> He's foreign, I guess. Not as foreign. It's just like it's so campy. It's just like the guy like takes him in. It's like you stay with me if you do some work. Oh, here's my hot daughter. And, <laughs> yeah, here's my hot daughter. Please don't way. touch her. I am a preacher. I don't think he. I think he was actually trying to hook her up. I, I felt that way too, and I love that they attempted that character rapport where they wanted you to feel like he was being brought into the family, and he helps the dad pull a couple boards off the house, and then out of nowhere, he's like, "You're the greatest thing that ever happened in this town." I'm like, y'all should have built on that a little bit more, man. Because like, you know, all y'all did was start a fence. Okay, how's your? He's got some shitty neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
You must have the worst neighbors. Help you with this, and nobody did. Do do what now? I, everybody could have helped him with that, and like, and they're they're like, "No, nah, this guy's a piece of shit. I'm did not it. gonna do it." He like, gets treated like the cop treats Rambo in the first Rambo movie. We don't like <laughs> your your kind around here. What are you? Yeah. He's doing this. The what kind of I, a generally buff white man? You should love me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they did the switcheroo because the sheriff was like Hispanic. Usually it's like a town like that. It's a white guy who's like horribly racist to his This time it's a Hispanic guy who's just like giving this random guy shit for no reason. Than, like, I don't know like, anyone said. He could have been Asian for all I know because the main character was was French he was German and he was Australian all at the same time. Yeah. Well, Ian is uh, like a English Scottish name. So I, I I do think I remember someone asked him where he's from, and, and he said England. He's like, "That's a long way across the pond, or some shit like that." Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so like, he was like, "Here's my hot daughter," and he, I don't think he even did say like, "Don't touch her." I think he was actually trying to no, hook her up. He was he was totally trying to hook her up. And she she was like, she wanted that D so bad, but he was oh. just like, no. I th- she's I th- weirder than he is, and I think that's notable in this. <laughs> she was way freakier than him. She brought him to that circus, and he was like, the whole time he's like, no, no, like, no. The, the and Deus Ex Machina, he was supposed to be there because he was supposed to be exploring these guys, but he's like, yo, I don't like it. I'm not into it. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, they, they were so bored during the He tried to blame her dad at one point, too. I don't think your dad would approve, you know, I want to. I want to see these. Yeah, yeah. Turtle uh, man. That was the most ridiculous sculpture in that entire like room. No, he said it was the incredible turtle. The boy. incredible, yeah. Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you guys took way better notes than I did. I appreciate that. The incredible. I didn't even take notes. Turtle man. <laughs> I didn't either. I took mental notes. Um, I've just seen the movie a bunch. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, they were so bored during that freak exhibit. That was <laughs> oh no, it's not just them, everybody who watched anything inside of that entire freaky thing, unless somebody was dying, they were not entertained. Literally, every segment that they have inside of the freak show is people doing like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I just I, I don't understand this. There were moments when they were, they were not... picking on each other. You, but you, they got you know... so, so, okay, I'm, I'm going to go uh, like three quarters of the movie through. They were so into the idea that he was going to turn into a horrible monster. And then when he didn't eat a cat, everyone's like, ah, you know what? I've seen this already. It's fine. Nothing crazy here, man. Like, it's just another freak show, whatever. That was crazy. They just threw him a cat. <laughs> <laughs> No, but the people's reaction were insane. They were like, oh, oh my god, monster. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. It's not really a monster. It's like just a man transforming into a different type of thing. Like I've you seen a monster twice. If he had eaten a cat, it would have been awesome. And yeah. then now he's furious. Fuck this all, man. The show's ruined. He didn't eat the damn cat. Now we got nothing. This is nothing like when I saw Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? What ticked me? The cop pissed me off more than anyone else because he suspects something's up. Goes to the damn circus, sees a grown man caged up with chains, and he's like, this isn't normal. Explain to me what's going on. How about get me the fuck out of here? And then he goes outside, and Birdie Man just pops out of the dumpster. Hey, uh, what's happening? No big deal here. Just man hanging out in the dump. Um, 
And if you, if you see that guy, let him know I'm around. You know, it's just, he didn't find any of that. Maybe I should do something here. Type of. <laughs> there was no sirens or alerts. There, there was literally no comprehension in the entire staff's line in this movie. But they just sat there doing their job. Doing their job. Throwing eggs at the newbies. That's something that happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and so the movie like makes it clear that when he turns into a werewolf, he doesn't remember what happened. Uh, he like gets amnesia, so it's like he just like comes back and is like, "Oh, what happened?" And the way we know this is because like it showed him transform right in front of of the chick, and then it's like fade to black. Next thing, he's caged up, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you killed her." He's like, "No,", no. And, and then he finds out later he didn't kill her; he just like killed somebody else or something. Right. So the he's werewolf actually has his cognitive awareness, and when he's human, he doesn't have that. So the werewolf has his thoughts and and all that. It's like having the same personality but in two different forms. Yeah. So one when, remembers the other. So when they throw the cat at him. He like remembers that it's like his friend's cat. It's his friend's, right? That's why he tosses it to him. That he's like, no. It's not that he didn't want to kill a cat. He just didn't want to kill his friend's cat. Right. He didn't want to kill his friend's. <laughs> That's to let you know that the werewolf is aware. You know, so and he's taking a control. werewolf. You can say what? he's an a werewolf. Knee <laughs> 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 slapper. Um. But uh. Yeah. So. That's really dumb, but <laughs> thank you, Ian. There's a lot of dumb. Too. There's a lot yeah. that's very dumb in this movie. Sorry, uh, that, name, name another one, Daniel. Oh my god. Okay. Um, we we don't know what's going on with our antagonist in this, but he's uh he's a vampire, right? Yeah, right. He's a vampire. Um, they give that away because he has a coffin, so they you know. Sure. They randomly. let you put two and together. I feel like the flames. they didn't know how to end the movie, so they were like, fuck it, let's put a vampire in there. <laughs> Dude, that vampire looked wicked, man. That work they did on him. No, to this day, I still think yeah, that that old solid black vampire was freaking scary looking. Yeah. No, yeah, very true. His makeup was really cool. Pretty original. I, I have a very big bone to pick with the first half of the movie because all the cool stuff that we just talked about did not happen there. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the first, first half was boring as shit. Right. It's all dialogue and very slow. And, it, and it's because it, it was a poor attempt to watch a town become cheerful now that a drifter has come in and made their lives better. They just failed to deliver that whole concept. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem with it is that it had zero character development. You could have yep. done it in like three 20 second scenes if you wanted to develop um lizzie and uh ian's relationship you could have done that in a montage that would have taken literally 60 seconds in total and it right. was so sad and so boring long and i don't mind sad and boring long if you deliver at the end of it but the failure to explain any part of how the other freaks came in there why they were so insane or any part of this, like, I, I love the idea of having a vampire freak collector 
that like goes around is like, oh, look at this weird specimen of humanity. I can't drain their blood. I'm going to bring them into my circus and then I'm going to take them along with me because it makes me look fairly normal. That would be very fun to do, but he didn't do that. Yeah. And it would have been a very fun path to explore that just had nothing. They had nothing. They didn't go for it. It wasn't fun for them to play around with or... They, they just didn't care about any of the other characters besides like the main three. And they didn't care that much about them either. They barely explained the vampire guy. He just existed. That, yeah. Right. And it is easy to also oversee the fact that there were people being killed and that was supposed to, uh, is this the werewolf guy doing this? Who's doing that? And that didn't really stick that well either, you know, because the cop then finds a dumpster full of bodies. And you right. were, oh, yeah, there was a couple times where a dark figure ate something, and it was done and over with so quickly, it was very hard to notice it. Yeah, right. I agree yeah. with you, man. The, the first it, half of the movie, not, not the best. Yeah, because, like, he turned, and then he ran, he jumped out of the window and ran into the woods, and then he turned back really quick. I mean, we, we, we gathered, we assumed that he killed some people. But like it he was still, have. it was still like the middle of the night when he turned back. Like it was still a full moon out. <laughs> so right. Back <laughs> well, how full is a full moon though? Like for how long does it actually stay all that way full? I'm not going to get into the science yeah, of trying no. to figure that shit out. They just <laughs> in this movie, the I guess movie we'll just sure down. it only lasts the, the thirty movie minutes. Proves to you that you can't do that kind of science. Mm-hmm. I've got a big question for Dustin. This is driving me nuts about this movie. So, Ian was created by the original vampire. That is something that they allude to during it because that original vampire kills off his family and all of a sudden he becomes a werewolf. What the actual fuck happens there? And why is it that after the vampire sucks Gator Boy's blood, does the vampire blood end up winning out over that when he sucks that guy's blood and then he carries him off into the distance in this huge romantic scene that doesn't fucking include Lizzie because fuck her. Uh, but what right. is going on in this there was a po- yeah. like, there's I hear what you're saying, man. There was a potential sequel happening there and I'll get into that later. But what he was definitely, and they and they failed to, to really convey this he was definitely on a search trying to find these vampires responsible for taking everything. At no point do they definitively say that he got bit by a vampire or a werewolf. You just, okay, at some point it must have been a werewolf. So it's a werewolf hunting down this vampire clan. Vaguely, very vaguely is that stuff put in there. And that's what's so wacky about these howling movies after three is that they sprinkle in shit here and there and you're not sure what you should be focusing on as the storyline. So it's easy just to say we got a random dude walking through a random town and he happens to be a werewolf than trying to figure out the little bit of spice they put here and there that they just, the writers just didn't, they didn't do it right. And there's a lot of that that happens in these movies. I don't mean to be very pushy at you specifically, Dustin, but you did suggest this as being one of your ones that you wanted to see reviewed here. So I was like, I need answers. Dustin. Right. Dustin, give me answers. Why did this movie happen? I don't fucking know. That's also <laughs> fine. Well, if you ask me why did three happen, I would say I don't fucking know because three has nothing to do with two either. You're just all of a sudden they're making a movie in Australia and there's 
kangaroo werewolves, you know, and I mean, also in part five, random group of people uh, getting to travel through a old timey castle and they're, they're getting picked up one by one. So it's a, it's a clue movie. Uh, who, who, what werewolf did it with what weapon and in what room type of shit? You, I you know, seven. Did I get them mixed up? You got them mixed up. So seven oh, actually man. tried. So uh, I'm going to answer your question about tie. seven actually tried to tie four, five, and six all the way through. And and they and they do. They they put clips of all three of those movies in there, and they didn't explain fucking shit, man. I, I, I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you right now. There was a scene where it. It shadowed back to a little girl that was at that, that was in part six, that was watching the um, him turn into a werewolf, you know, the, in the Freaks movie. They pointed out that she was there and that she's now here and still alive. That was it. They said nothing else. They never brought her up again. They just mentioned that there happened to be a girl at that freak show in part six and she's still alive wandering around. Then they brought the woman from part four, who uh, which was a remake of the first one. They have a clip of her in therapy going, I saw a werewolf once, and he's like, I understand. That's some tough shit. And she has nothing to do with the story of part seven. They just cut to her having therapy parallel to this movie happening. And then they tried to add part five in there where they're going through the castle, and they're like, yeah, see, all the werewolves came from them because what happened is they all got bit. Then the castle collapsed on top of them, and they dug themselves out 100 years later and made a bunch more, and none of it made any fucking shits. Since and then you had a guy shit in his pants, and everyone's the protagonist, like, oh, the guy shit in his pants. Like, why did you fucking what is this? What is that right here now? What get, tell me how these are actually gliding together, and you're not just showing me clips and then <laughs> saying these half at who gives a fuck that there was a girl at the circus from, from part six and is still alive? <laughs> what does that have to do with their current problem of a werewolf eating people in their town? But you know, so it just. They did. Uh, that's why. So when I when I can't give you the answers that I know that you want, Seven tried to do that, and they completely destroyed it. It made no fucking sense. It's best to not even think about. It. And their werewolf delivery at the end was complete bullshit. It was two seconds. You don't see a werewolf the whole time, and you're like, I better see a fucking awesome werewolf. And this girl goes, surprise werewolf, and then boom, credits. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I like slap my eyeballs. Maybe something happened. But was that longer than a split second? It was one second. I had to pause it to see the werewolf. I just saw stretched out eyes and a tooth. And I was like, this was somebody making this with fucking Play-Doh and cardboard. What What the hell's going on? Tell oh, us how you uh, really feel. Yeah, that's that's the end of my rant. <laughs> so don't get me into part seven, man. See, that's, that's what makes it. I just, I just want to get you back into part three. Part three is my absolute favorite, but that's not this movie review. You can talk about it, man. I Part three we, is awesome, man. We're only thirty minutes in, and we pretty much covered the entirety of part six. <laughs> it doesn't happen. <laughs> That's my biggest problem. Is when I judge a franchise, I judge it based on its either one its best link or two its worst link, and I just don't get them after part three. And I know that that's understandable. But two and three are so good. Uh, in a bad Dustin good. doesn't like two. Yeah, I don't like two. Um, I'm one of the one of the. There is a community of werewolf followers that just love cult werewolf movies, and it's all about the the transformation, the werewolf, the seeing a person turn into a werewolf. That's if you go to like Facebook groups or follow some shit like that on Instagram. 
people are always talking about the great transformations. So, and there are other people who like different werewolf movies for different reasons, but for part two, I felt the FX was cheap. They all looked like strung out hookers held up in a warehouse doing God knows what with too many See, close that, up of their eyes. That was fun. That's the part I, I, I like. I yeah. love that. that was, <laughs> also, it's like a BDSM club. For I, I just I felt that they just put a little bit more money towards their makeup and made their you know their faces a little bit more scary. They just they they just they looked like pissed off crack addicts. I don't know. I oh, covered... the suck, but the 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 show itself is good. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. And it's the only one that's actually a true sequel. It's a sequel to the first one because the alpha female, the one that turns everyone and decides who's going to be a werewolf, she survives the massive fire. And, 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 then... and yeah, you got you got Sybil Danning, you've got Red Brown, you got Christopher Lee. Like what a cast! And what see part two and definitely part six. They're definitely they they definitely belong in the so bad as kid genre because of the amount of just fuck it that they put into these movies, yeah. uh, like especially part two, like Sybil Danning, she, you know she she's very known for being naked in her movies, like that's why they cast her. But for this movie, they were like, oh, we lost it, Daniel. Um, Oh yeah, he'll be right. His audience on. Um, yeah. So anyway, like I was saying, we got Sybil Danning, but in that movie, she she was just like, I don't want to be naked in this one. They were like, Well, just just do like one breast out, which she does. Yeah. And then at the end during the credits, they just like replay that seventeen times in a row. <laughs> I love that awkward when the little person was just like touching her one boob for no reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like smoking a cigar and then touching the one boob. I'm like, what is this weirdness? Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Daniel t- said in chat that yeah, he's, he's currently puking. Yeah, that's fine. Be oh, fine. I just wanted to tell the audience so they know. Oh, okay, okay. His, yeah, his for, for the audience, so, so that you, the listeners. You are aware Daniel yeah. is puking and stuff. all over his computer. Got in his hair too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, if only his. Oh, he's back. Sorry. <laughs> Did your uh, cat make it? Uh, you had to throw him in the trash. Huh? I that know. Man. I just just push him, just him into, him into the, the trash. Do you have a werewolf nearby? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be well. No, I need technically. I need a hermaphrodite. Or other, I don't know what that character was actually that killed the cat. The uh, oh yeah, the cat because the cat does actually die. It's just, it was supposed to be a he she like you know half woman half man type of thing. The best thing that I like about that is they don't actually let you know what the other half actually does. So it's just like I think weird that that was an actual uh, thing for freak shows. It was like, mm-hmm. see the half man, half woman. Yeah, the yeah, bearded lady. Yeah, and like that, that was just like a thing that they did. Uh, I mean, everything was like really fucked up and offensive. Like, see, see the, see the, the, the person born with a fucking mutation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, gross. Uh, it, do you I think about how that yeah, shit was like in the 1800s and stuff? It was just like, I mean, Elephant Man, that's a real thing. And he yeah. he he was yeah. forced into actual freak shows. Um, yeah. 
Um, with people throwing shit at him and making fun. I mean, that's just terrible, man. P.T. Barnum from Barnum and Bailey. Uh, like, he he was doing that shit. Like, like I mean, we all love Barnum and Bailey, you know, circus. Yay. Right. Uh, and then they made that musical a few years ago. But like the real guy was a fucking piece of shit. Like he was Everybody just like touring. Like was a piece of shit. It was like, like look him. at this midget. Look at this woman with who grows a beard. Give me. It just money. keeps getting worse and worse for those guys, man. Because they've also lost a lot of credit and money due to the way they treat the animals. Also, yeah. that that started an uproar where people like don't go see Barn Bailey Circus. You know they treat their tigers and elephants like shit. That's why I turned yeah. on him. Yeah, that guy was a piece of shit. But like, I mean. Now is cool. It's fun. Take your kids. It's fun. <laughs> Dude, have you seen how they train a tiger? They literally punch it in the face. Really? Right. So if it doesn't make a mistake, because it's a huge cat, full-fisted, full they'll punch it in the face as hard as they can. When you're training an animal like that, it, it's only a matter of time where he's like, you, you know what, man? My arms are bigger than yours. You're going down. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, but... We ha- we have a uh, actually a museum here in Austin that Daniel you you came to visit one time and we went to go see it the the museum of weird have have you been there Dustin I have been there sir I know what you're talking about it's awesome it's right off Sixth Street yeah uh it, it's pretty cool it's like pretty much the exact things that we saw in this movie were in that museum he like, has uh, great collectibles that he got directly from. That were used on set and stuff. That yeah. So cool. like they were that that's I thought that was pretty cool that they used actual like real life uh, freak exhibits that were actually real. Like there was the the penguin girl or whatever. It was just like a girl with like weird short legs. <laughs> the freaks movie from the nineteen forties or whatever. Yeah. That, all those. We should that, probably cover that on the show. That that would be a great movie to watch. Um, or yeah, yeah to, to review because they that was like the last bit where they publicly used real, you know, real people with yeah. deformities and to that, be. That caused, that caused a huge uproar when it came out. Like, audience gonna handle it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder what, what they got paid, man. That was so long ago. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So, like pitching sequels, pitching sequels, prequels. No, we're not there no. yet. Oh, uh, I've got a, I got a good fight. If uh, Ian, if you're not ready for one, uh, I want to know why in the world this is Dustin's favorite one of the series because I don't, I do not agree. Don't agree. Um, I didn't say it was. I, I wouldn't say it's my favorite one. Uh, oh, out of the series of Owlings? Yes. Well, you've only seen three of them. You haven't seen four, five, or seven. Or have you seen any? Or eight? Oh no, have you seen... no, I haven't seen those ones specifically. But the ones that I've seen, this <laughs> is better than those. <laughs> um, I just I love yeah. the storyline of this one more so over the others. But I mean, the other ones, Reborn, that came out in twenty eleven. That one's awesome. If you want to see some up to date um, animatronics and really cool looking werewolves, check that one out. It's not a, a bad werewolf movie at all. Um, it's the story that I fell in love with the over. The other ones, because they all have different complex stories um, that are weird, and they uh, they start getting odd by part three, and just everyone's completely different. This one's just my personal favorite, and it's perfectly okay for anyone. Your 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 opinions no more invalid than mine. 
Yeah. So exactly. no. I, well, that's right. why I want to know. It's not a challenge specifically. It's just like right. I don't get it, and I would like to know more. Well, if, for nostalgia reasons, it is one of the first werewolf movies that I saw. But I love the fact that a werewolf could be a hero because he, they're they're they were only portrayed as bad entities. Um, and I fell in love with the fact that he was the hero. I wanted more. I wanted to see sequels of him going town to town and destroying more vampires because they're they're you know <laughs> they're little vampire hunter. Right, and starts becoming like a vampire hunter. That uh, I thought that would be badass. Um, but yeah, it, it it can be a simple answer, and the simple answer is is that I just preferred this story and the way that they put they humanized a werewolf that's normally so terrifying and uh, thirsty for human blood, and they didn't do that with this. They went the opposite route, um, and there's not very many movies that do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, when it comes to werewolves and vampires, that is. I think Underworld did it in, in one, but they weren't the first ones. Although, I, I will say that this movie is like, it, it's really just like an episode out of the old Hulk TV show. You, you know. With Lou? For, with Lou? Yeah, uh, exactly. Because that, that's what the premise is of the entire show. Like Each episode, he just like wanders into oh, a new yeah. town. And then some shit happens, and like holds uh, out. And then yeah, like a little girl is about to get like ran over by a car. So he hooks out, turns into the Hulk, stops the car, saves the girl, and then he turns back, and then he's like welcomed in. And then there's like a bad guy. He hooks out again. Then he leaves the town and goes to a new town. And that's like this really reminded me of that. Like, like instead of Hulk, he, he's a werewolf. So we got one episode. Um, but uh, uh, Daniel, one other thing that I also really look forward to in uh, these older movies like that is I am really big in animatronics and FX. And the guy who did this movie, he's done a lot of films that I consider classics. I could do almost all of them. Um, I, I love what he did with the vampire. There. Name yeah, one vampire movie you've seen where it's a solid black leather vampire ribcage sticking. I mean, it's that that's some scary. His fingernails are black. Um, you know, true creature of the dark. Um, I loved his his version of that and the werewolf transformation. He spent a lot of time on that costume, you know, making the guy two feet taller and with the extended legs and watching his fingernails grow and all yeah. that. I love that. That uh, transformation was so cool. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, what did you think about the transformation? The, it was the shining light for me. It gave me two solid points up on my score, and that is uh, not enough for the movie. I was very <laughs> upset at the movie in general. Is this I, your I, least favorite, Helen? Yes. Well, other the ones I've seen. Yeah, and uh, Dustin, Dustin does have a good point. I have not seen all of them yet. I've seen three of them. Yeah, um, uh, apparently they're they're and, all like really shitty. Oh, no, but like the early ones are so fun. Yeah, and yeah. the later ones are real fucking stupid. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what's going on with like the way that they produce the plot and the pacing and all of that. But like, I, I really, really, really have a bone to pick with those movies that have the pacing where like, okay, you won't get an idea that there's um, something cool going to happen for the first half of the movie. Then after that, you're going to have to wait another half of that half to get to something cool and it's going to be really actually and awesome and then it's over 
Well, right, and that's no uh, that's done intentionally, man. Um, the whole know, but I having your intention. werewolf, huh? I know, but I hate that intention. It just works bad for me as a as an audience. Oh, I get it. You just don't, you don't like that where they're just a bunch a bunch of bullshit to give you the big kaboom because all these movies are, that's what it's about. You're waiting for the the werewolf because that's the most expensive part. It's actually one of the reasons why they don't make werewolf movies hardly at all anymore because they're known for costing the cost is really high and the chances of it even making slightly return or their money back is very low on this but they're, they're automatically negatively um spoken there's not a single uh horror uh werewolf movie i can think of that's gotten great praise besides american werewolf in london um, and that's not and, very good <laughs> it's, right. just, it's there existing it's just oh man Werewolf movies suck, and when you want to try to cross that thing into action movie, you end up with some like underworld, and you're just yeah. dead. You're dead in the water because it's like, oh, well, that's an action movie, not a werewolf movie. Like, uh, right, and their werewolves look like hairless monkeys anyway. That really pissed me off. Is this the the first movie to have uh, werewolves fighting vampires? Uh, the first movie, I can't think of one, but I no, there are vampire versus. Werewolf movies, but I can't think of one before this one. This came out what nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I don't know of one earlier than that, but uh, there's got to be one before that for sure. Yeah, the fight scene was cool when the vampire was getting was like melting from the sunlight. I thought that was badass. I was like old school Clive Barker effects were in oh, there. No, I love that. That was actually really cool, and that gave it a few more points on my book. Yeah, and and that's the point of these movies. Any of these Halloween movies, I can tell you right now, the ones that you haven't seen, um, all of them, what you're waiting on is the grand reveal of of this awesome transformation of a werewolf. Um, four has probably the best one, and I told Ian that earlier when we were doing a, a whole collage of them, is that four is known for just being the absolute worst, but because the werewolf is so awesome at the end, it puts it above some of the others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just a re- that's the remake, right? So it's just the first one, right? Worst. It's a right. It's the <laughs> first one remade. <laughs> now, how how would you? What, you said that it has a really badass transformation. Would you say that the transformation on that movie is better than the transformation on the first one? Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's way more scary. They put a lot more work into it, man. It was the werewolf was massive, at least three times the size as the werewolf that they. That they transitioned three times in the first. Yeah. One. Okay. Um, if anything, it's worth fast for. Well, there's a tra- werewolf transformation in the middle too, where you see someone turning the liquid into slime, and then a werewolf skeleton comes out of that slime. Yeah, yeah you were explaining that to me. That sounds so cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, if anything, if you if you just can't watch the bullshit acting because they all have bullshit acting, fast forward and just watch that shit. At the last ten minutes. You're gonna see this ridiculous werewolf, and it is massive. It, it is huge. It's as big as a room. Its arms stretch all the way across the whole room, and its jaw. It's a, it's. I mean, they, they. I have no idea how much it costs, but I'm sure it costs a pretty penny because they didn't put any money on anything else. They definitely not the acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so so that's just at the very end. You said. It's near the end, right? So you'll see her running towards a. Uh, it's kind of like a church with a bell. Once you see her running towards that, that's 
that's at the very end. That's where hell's about. She's about to see this crazy transformation of this guy that she thought was normal. And then all the other werewolves start coming too. And they're kind of like mm-hmm. stuck in this building with this chaos happening. Are you, are you like, are you on the internet trying to see if you can get to it? I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had that uh, feeling. I'm, I'm not, I'm not finding any, any luck though. So no. <laughs> well, Ian, let me go ahead and interrupt uh, this conversation then and let mm-hmm. you know why uh, my absolute favorite of this one is Halloween 3. Uh, there's okay. there's not a lot of question as to why it is if you've watched it before, but uh, the production value is better. Um, they want you to have Fair. a certain vibe. It starts off by being wacky off the edge. Uh, they They want you to feel uncomfortable immediately with all of the characters in it. Like, Oh, the main character's a rapist. And maybe the guy, the person who's also a main character is going to also always feel hunted. That's going to be great for a werewolf movie. But I like how uncomfortable the special effects make you. Yeah. Very early start into it. But um, after the... Um, it, it starts before sex scenes in it um, where everybody's super duper sweaty after having just a little bit of sex. And it's like, something is going on that's very weird here. And um, you start to get into it. And then you see that this lady has a giant scar and a whole lot of hair. And it turns out it's because she's a marsupial and that's her pouch. Yeah. And, and you she's get impregnated immediately. <laughs> and it gets fucking nasty and weird after that. Oh my god! I sent Ian a picture of it earlier, and uh, uh, really? everybody that I sent out to. Well, I sent it to the uh, the movie group, and uh, there was just like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't like it. <laughs> it was just, just horrible pouch pouch baby with all the hair around it, and um, I think what's really great about this particular movie is that the special effects make you feel uncomfortable. They're fun. They're nasty. Uh, they're very murdery and very skeletal. You know, you've got um, is it Ken- Kenji? Kenji? Uh, he gets burned at the very end of it, and he is a shaman, and his skeleton comes to life and bites people's faces. And no, there's not. just it goes all the way across the board of being a, just a so bad it's good movie in all these different gross nasty fun ways and it makes you feel really uncomfortable the three nuns dog face nuns uh are probably the best prosthetics in it the first time they show up and ah man i just don't know i could gush about that movie all day i I still need to see this one Um, you've got to see that one ian it is loved in the world community because of all the transitions there's a lot of them i mean uh, a lot of uh if what about when too- Olga gets all uh, six of her tits out? That's great. Yeah, I was telling him about that earlier. It's a bunch of bunch of marsupial boobs. It's yeah. still PG thirteen so too. That's crazy. Oh, is it? Wow. Yeah. How do you do that so- with six tits? There's six tits in it, and it's PG thirteen. <laughs> so I'm thinking in the future we'll we'll definitely cover that one and probably do two again. Uh, well, it'll be two I'm for in- the first time on this show, but uh, we did do it. Like I said on on my first podcast, I dude, I just do part seven just so if there's anyone in the world that still owns a copy, I can get them to burn it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. 
Well, um, I guess let's go ahead and do the prompt. Uh, sequel, prequel idea. Uh, or, since this is a movie that is about a lone drifter coming to town, you know, like we were saying, that, which is like kind of its own genre of itself. There's so many movies that feature this like remember daniel on uh on my old podcast i i had you on a guest for it when we did last man standing mm-hmm. do you remember that like sort of not the bruce willis movie oh yes absolutely yeah okay uh, yeah i was gonna say um was it how many how many gunmen were there in that one? <laughs> oh yeah there were like 70 yeah. <laughs> and, and he just like shoots bullets like go pop, 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 like yeah. crazy and they go fine but uh anyway uh so like my question to y'all is if you decide to go to this you you could you can still do the sequel prequel idea if you like but uh also maybe if you want to do what what movie featuring an already existing movie featuring a lone gunman or not gunman uh, just drifter drift into town and like fixing the problems in that town would be best uh fixed uh like better enhanced by making him a werewolf i have an idea of course oh, i have to go I with think about that that's great uh i i did put that in the itinerary you did i have <laughs> ideas for both uh, but I, I, for example uh my idea is of course i have to go with sergio leone's fistful of dollars uh <laughs> Yeah, like you have Clint Eastwood, the man with no name. He comes into town. He sees that it's like this piece of shit town in Mex- somewhere in Mexico, filmed in Spain, and <laughs> and, uh, and like he sees that there's these two gangs. Uh, like they're both just like trying to fuck each other over, and then he gets hired by both of them to fuck each other over. But he turns into a werewolf at certain times, and just like fucks them up uh but like he does in secrets so like everybody's like if you heard about the other the other game they have a werewolf like oh what's up with this you should go do something about it and clint eastwood is like okay and then he turns into a werewolf and he yeah, really yeah. Kills them. fuck yeah uh <laughs> dustin what, what about you what do you got um well i had ideas for both um and I'm just, I'll say the first one quickly. The first one is a sequel, and that's they missed a huge opportunity here. And Todd Masters, I think, knew that because he implemented it into the Underworld movies. Uh, Winston was bitten by a vampire and then bitten by a werewolf. We didn't see him definitively die. What I would have loved to have seen is a continuation where he and the lone ranger, who isn't lone anymore, is teaching him how to harness the good in both of those abilities combined. Um, and Todd, Todd Masters eventually gets to do this in Underworld because in Underworld, that's what happens. One guy who's a werewolf, he then gets bit by a vampire, and you get to see what a werewolf vampire looks like in part two. Um, they totally could have done that, and it did look the same. It, he could have been solid black, like you know the vampire, but much bigger and brawly like a werewolf, and mm. that could have that been them. What they're doing is going town to town, saving the day type of shit. But as a lone, a lone drifter movie with werewolves, man, I went with Mad Max, The Postman from 1997 by Kevin Costner. Oh, The Postman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rambo. Those were my three picks for the lone where, where it's, oh, you know, Rambo, bare-armed, 
going town to town, ripping werewolves in half, and then keep going like with his bare fucking. Wait, hands. wait, wait, wait! Hold, hold on, you said Rambo's killing werewolves, like Ram Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. Yeah. But Rambo said, is killing werewolves. So he's not a werewolf. He's just killing werewolves. No, he's just killing. Like he's so strong, uh, he's literally catching him in the air by the throat and ripping an arm off and beating him with it. <laughs> Daniel seems very. Uh, Oh, flabbergasted! By <laughs> I just, no, I just want to watch that movie. I would yeah, no, that sounds <laughs> awesome. We, we, no, we the, to... what the what the Rambo is just ripping werewolf from? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. nothing to do with werewolves. <laughs> open him. Just he's like, out here to kill werewolves. It's, it's just a, another. Really? It's just another movie in the Rambo franchise. Yeah. But yeah, not? just uh, <laughs> totally. They just go it. straight for it. He's killing werewolves, and that's Rambo. Rambo <laughs> Part Six: The Dark Moon. That's what they'll call it. Um, <laughs> the postman with Kevin Costner, same idea. He's disguised as I'm just delivering some mail. Oh, is this a werewolf fucking tears him in half. Yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> and so that he's just oh man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. And just... that that movie and Waterworld are my two favorite Kevin Costner movies, and they are the most hated, and they don't deserve that kind. I, of hate. I, I I don't. I mean, I was I only saw Postman once when it first came out, but I remember being bored to death by it. But Dude, it, it is the greatest movie of all time. That's I don't know about not. that. <laughs> that's that's incorrect. I, 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 know. I, I thought it was a fun movie, man. I, that's I, I, different. I that's a enjoyed. very different opinion than what you just said. <laughs> I, I enjoyed as, I about as much as you can fun. enjoy this seven years in Tibet. Best movie of all time is. No. Uh, is, is that all you had? Oh, yeah, that was it. We can move on. Okay, Daniel, how about you? I just need to catch my breath. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that that oh. was, it was pretty good. Yeah, Rambo killing werewolves. Just a random movie in the Rambo franchise. <laughs> no, so I've been thinking about it, and I, I know that it's not quite a werewolf, but the idea of if um if something like Django, they went forward, the guy's uh, yeah. he's carrying around his big old coffin, and a fucking vampire springs out of it. Amazing. Okay. I just I imagine that would solve all your problems. I would I would like to be a werewolf, but it doesn't make as much sense. Um, I'm just imagining the idea of a gunslinger. Like you got a big old coffin. Like what springs out? But a goddamn vampire. Like oh shit! I probably <laughs> should have expected this, but I didn't. That yeah, would make an awesome. You, movie. you know what? Um, so Quentin Tarantino. He, he. We all know that, and if, in case you don't know. He uh he's done nine movies and he he plans to retire after ten. So he's got one more movie, and he's playing around with some ideas. One might be like uh we we've heard that he might do like a Kill Bill three, or he might do like a Star Trek movie. But another idea that he's been playing around with is Django meets Zorro. And... I would watch the fuck out of that. That sounds like <laughs> right. way better than the rest. I'd like um, I just want to know who would he like choose this. for Zorro because you know he's not going to choose. You know Antonio Banderas. No, he wouldn't choose Antonio Banderas. He needs somebody better. Uh, well, Antonio's not the same actor as he was. He seems like when I watch him now, he just he he looks as lazy as he is old when he's doing his current. Pro, 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 <laughs> dude, what what say? What, what if he got Michael Madsen as Zorro? <laughs> that might be I didn't really care for Anthony Hopkins as the Zorro dude either, man. That was kind of strange. 
but uh anyway so he could do this like quentin tarantino can do uh django beat zorro versus werewolves I would probably watch that too. I mean, honestly, I think. I mean, he did Dust Till Dawn. So. Would do, I would watch. Yeah, he so doesn't always hit the mark, but it's very fun to watch. It's it's like, it's like Dust Till Dawn, kind of like you know, it started out with Django, and, and he meets Zorro, and it may or may not be Michael Madsen. <laughs> they got a good FX guy. I don't care what the story is. I'm just gonna watch it because I want to see the werewolf. Yeah, and so they like team up, or maybe they're fighting. They're probably fighting over bounties or something. What whatever brings them, like yeah, they're probably enemies at first, right? And then they, they, uh, but then they get attacked by a werewolf, and, and then they have to like team up against the werewolf. How cool would that be? And I know, I know that it's not going to work with a vampire specifically, which is why your idea of having a Mexican standoff basically going, but like somebody brings to a village a big old casket and they open it up and then like, boom, fucking supernatural creatures jump out of it. Like, what the shit? You would like <laughs> totally turn the tide of it, and that doesn't have to be the idea. That could be the problem later. It, but like, imagine starting a movie that way. Where, also. Also about Tarantino movies is they're all connected together. Like he, he connects characters together, so it, it could be a prequel to Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, he does do that. Same as M Night Shyamalan and. Uh, uh, I would still watch that. Still watch it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it could be like a prequel to Dust Till Dawn, and uh, so it's like Django and uh, Zorro go to the like the eighteen hundreds titty twister. <laughs> the real prequel that I want to see though is I actually want to know about this vampire that was gathering a freak show he has a lot of story to tell and he said none of it during our entire show right. Um, right. Yeah. I want to know what his he sounded very genuine well, and very yeah, interesting was, doing a certain type of thing there was what a the little bit this point? there was a little bit we, we heard Not that enough. like our, our main guy Ian his dad was like trying to like bring him down or something. They deprived us of a lot of good opportunities to make the movie better and decided to sell us short a little bit on that stuff. So it's up to our imagination to fill in the, the so, gaps. And, and that's why it makes it so bad as a kid because of that, that level of fuck it involved. But yeah. Uh, anyway, Daniel, continue. No, yeah. I just, I, <laughs> for me, I would have really liked to see like how. How, as a vampire, do you decide that doing a freak show is your thing? Because he was extremely charismatic. He pulls every vampire trick in the book other than having a woman sleep with him. Um, yep. But he could have done all the rest of them. He even tricks uh, Gator Man. Uh, I don't remember his name specifically right now. but Winston. Um, Winston. He tricks him into becoming part of it by, by just being so appealing and so charming and so... But you're one of us. You'll never hear the word freak again. Great. This is us being the last left you. Over here. And he just, his charm, I want to know where it comes from to him looking out for other freaks. There's something that happens in this guy's life that he decides, I went from being charming vampire to like, I could just be a traveling freak show. And he's got to charm the hell out of everybody. What's his real motive? 
Because even when he goes, he's not trying to just earn money. He's not trying to earn fame. He's not trying to kill people. He's doing it, sure. But he's... <laughs> he's doing it for food in a nutshell. He's traveling from town to town, picking off a couple people at a time where it's almost unnoticeable. And he's doing that as his job where he can be out in the public. And that's how he... This is what I feel is what what his reason is for doing a traveling freak show is that he's a freak himself he can empathize with them so that's a job opportunity and he has a reason to go town to town to town eat a couple people nobody notices or throws up any huge red flags and he just keeps on doing it but this can't be his first actual fuck up right he's got to have made a mistake before where he had needed to slaughter a whole town right Right. So I want to see that. I want to see him building his way up to this. Like, I've got this really tight idea of how I can make it happen, and I'm just going to pick one up here, one up here. But then I want to wow. get him caught earlier on in one. Like, there's no way that that sheriff was the first smart guy that he ever met. That guy was not intelligent at all. He couldn't. Sheriff was a moron. He, there was like no red flags to him. No. Random, strange dude chained up in a basement, Fine. got body parts in a dumpster. You, you, you're, you're into this, right? Yeah, <laughs> all right, man. I'm just um, I'm a forward-thinking sheriff. I'm pretty sure yeah. biting off animals' heads is illegal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I want to see his backstory. I think it'd be very fun to watch. Um, I know it's not in the howling line, but it it could be part of. Dude, I love that idea. I would watch that movie if they did I'm... just his story because he could have been doing it for like 500 years. We don't know, so. What, what was the very first thing that made him decide that that's what he needed to do? Um, that, that would be great. I think you're on to something there, man. Let's write it. Let's write that script together. No, nobody yeah. wants this. No, no oh, you're right. movies. Nobody. They ended 10 years ago. We have to let it die. You're right. <laughs> no, uh, but, I mean, they, they did say that, like, his dad was, like, trying to bring him down. So we, we could see that story. So, yeah, that, that would be pretty cool. They had a missed. They could have done all that shit with seven, and they decided they wanted to awkwardly tie four different movies that have different plots completely into a movie that has a completely different plot, and nothing made sense whatsoever. It's just tried so hard at seven. I couldn't make it through today. I, I just I gave up. I gave up at seven. Yeah. Don't um, do it unless you really just want to ruin your day. Um, <laughs> that's fine i'm, I'm here i mean don't let anyone else ruin your day be a man ruin it yourself oh yeah no that's what seven's about yeah that's what seven's about uh I also like the movie just ends with him just like taking his friend out like just carrying him out of town and then it just goes to credit so like what happens next right that, that's that's what i was saying there's a sequel right there he, he's carrying a friend who's been bit by a werewolf and a vampire Something screwed up could happen with that. And they could have easily started that off off anew, and they are friends, and he's having to help them overcome this, you know, jolt of power from both sides. That sounds so boring, Dustin. Why don't we just do a rehash of the last three movies? Uh, yeah, really, the answer is nobody cares. That's the real the audience opinion is not there. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody no, really cares. The movie is it's never just Dustin by himself. <laughs> Everyone has moved on. Actually, no. the most successful person is uh, was uh, Todd Masters, the, per- the person who did the FX. He's the only one who made something of himself out of this movie. Yeah. So uh, everyone else, they all disappeared off the planet. 
Look at their current photos. They all look miserable because they never got another job doing acting ever again. I just yeah. want to poke at Lizzie really quick with this one. Um, I thought that uh, Elizabeth was a very bad character um, only because she started off very strong and very weird and How went nowhere. Oh, no, because she, she wanted to bring him into the freak show. She wanted to involve him in all this stuff. She was enjoying it. And it felt like she was going to be a very strong influence on what he did. But no. She just wanted to make out with him. She just wanted like to take him somewhere to make out. Like yeah, when I they know, got stuck like, in the looked, elevator. She like was just like, moment, <laughs> She was going to go somewhere with it. Like, I, I don't know. Um, he rejects her. She goes up there and starts taking off her clothes. And he's like, not today. <laughs> yeah, but it just it drove me a little crazy, and I saw it at the end though too. Is she's supposed to be in her town? She stays there, and then the Lone Ranger comes in, and then goes out. But I thought that she was supposed to be a demonic influence of some type, like Preacher's daughter uh, brings him in, makes him watch all this stuff. He goes, "I don't really want to do this." Like, oh come on, you've got to do more. You've got to do more. You've got to do this. You got to do that. And, like. I thought she was going to end up being a strong character, and she wasn't. I hate it. Well, that's okay. <laughs> that's hey, okay. <laughs> but do what, you know, my mom says never say you hate something. That's too strong. Say you dislike it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You can say you hate it. I don't care. <laughs> I was going to say it sounds like something <laughs> that her dad would have said. That's just something my mom used to say to me when I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to say hate. She treated it like saying the F-bomb. Yeah, I no, I agree with that. Um that is a strong word. Uh, let's go ahead and rate this thing. Um, Dustin, you, you go first. This is your pick. Right. And I give it a 5.5. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I forgot. I forgot to, I forgot to mention what's uh, that? What we're, we're changing as of today. We are changing oh. the rating scale. Uh, if you go to my past podcast, we had three ratings. It was one over uh, the quality of the movie production. Oh. One was over story. Another one was over uh, overall enjoyment. But it like took so long. It, it took us like 30 minutes to get through it. So I, I think I, I was that part away. of that, and I got confused at one point. Yeah, I, I threw that away, and I was just like, let's just do enjoyment. But now I want, I want to bring back production. So, so give me two ratings. One on the production the quality uh how do you rate this from like a like a low budget piece of shit like like f you you could see the the fucking like camera in the right. mirror or something i i hear i hear you up, and then uh, up to like really good and then a second rating of your just how did you enjoy it as just like just a movie that you enjoyed watching so right. I'll, I'll i'll give it to you so first, give me production. Sure. Production, I would give it a 7.5. They didn't have much money to work with, but they were smart with what they had, and they put it all towards the FX and the animatronics. So that was their only saving true grace when it comes to this because, yes, it's, it wasn't a fantastic story, but they knew where to put the money to, to make some fun out of it. So okay. for that reason, I, I, gave, I give it a 7.5. As far as enjoyment, personal enjoyment, because it is – so boring, but it has a lot of nostalgic feel for me. I um, this is gonna sound low because I suggested the movie, but I give it a five point five out of oh, enjoyment wow. because, because <laughs> you are 
you're you're bored. But out of the whole Howling franchise, because if we're talking about those specifically, I would give I would give that a seven out of all of them. Okay, yeah, right on. Uh, sweet, uh, Daniel, how about you? What, what do you have for production first? For production, I'd give it a four point five. Um, I'm 4. sorry. 5 what? Wait, I, actually, oh, yeah. you, you didn't even say what either. What, uh, what, what, what do you? Uh, 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 give it a seven, um, weird third arm on a small guy. Nice. And then, uh, and then the other one? Uh, 5.5, one breasted woman. <laughs> or, or five. Point five breasts, five five right, breasts, five. and then one breast. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Daniel, your turn. No, there's no way I'm doing that again. Uh, I I I really didn't like this movie uh, for a lot of reasons. But but you, you gave it you, the production. You gave it like four point five. What? I would go ahead with the uh, the four point five. Um, uh moments that i actually enjoyed watching special effects out of the rest of the movie that didn't have them all right taking it very literally okay yeah i like it yeah i'm sorry it it made me very mad on that uh i i far prefer far prefer all of the rest of the movies that were in the genre uh or excuse me in the series that you could actually watch stuff happening during the whole movie so, I mean, uh, so we your other one was plot, then? Uh, no, no, it was just overall no enjoyment. Oh, overall enjoyment, overall enjoyment. I'm gonna give it a two then. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, two out of ten. I would not movie. recommend this. No, I would not recommend people to watch it. I won't be mad at them for watching it, which would be a one. And I won't be actually like I'm not going to talk to you anymore at a zero. But I would definitely not choose to. You've been saying this a lot for the past few movies. You, you've just not been enjoying the past few movies that we. Oh made. no, but this one, this one's particularly bad. I, I don't think it's a good movie. But uh, uh, what, 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 what do you give it you, to? What? Uh, I would say two out of ten. Um, thanks in what may or may not be a vampire. <laughs> All right, cool. Right, I understand. You know that's cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm. So we, Dustin loved it, and Daniel hated it, or Dustin kind of loved it. I don't know. You were, he didn't love it as much. It, as it's hard to would. tell how you feel about it because you're like praising it, but you're also like, yeah, this movie is only like, nah. Right. It, it all had to do with uh, with the animatronics for me. That's one yeah, of my and, favorite and, things and, about and, 80s yeah. and 90s movies. Oh, for yeah. sure, I yeah, love yeah. That, but it, it hurt that they had to go so far to get to that point. Right, I, I do agree with Dustin. Like the idea that he's actually a werewolf is a protagonist, and like he goes against his werewolf stereotypes. To like, this this movie is very pro werewolf, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, as far as production goes, I I think the production is pretty lame really i mean uh it's everything all the props they were all really cheap but yeah you had this really amazing uh transformation scene so it's like the transformation scene is like 10 but the everything else is like a one so we'll meet at halfway 
Uh, I'll give it. Uh, I mean, everything else is pretty decent, really. I've seen much worse. Uh, so I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it six rubber cages that our protagonist is like cannot figure <laughs> his way out of. Uh, as far as enjoyment, I mostly enjoyed this. I was really bored during most of it, but the. <laughs> non- <laughs> I mostly enjoyed it, but I was mostly really bored during the whole thing. You can be but, both. But the non-boring parts were pretty captivating. Like, yeah, uh, I I agree with everything Dustin said. Like, the story was pretty cool. It's kind of like, I mean, I I really enjoy the Lone Drifter comes into town. I mean, there's so many awesome movies like that. Uh, This wasn't one of them. There's also (laughs) shitty movies like that. But, I mean, they're fun, too. Uh, like Blood and Bone is one too that I think Daniel, you were in that episode too. Oh yeah, no, I like that one. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, you know, you got fistful of dollars, you got for a few dollars more, and Sergio. Highway to Hell. Have you seen that? Which one? Highway to Hell. The Lone Ranger goes to hell on his own to find his dead girlfriend. Damn, that sounds awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> it's on Tubi right now, man. It's pretty cool. He uh, fights the devil and everything just to fight his... It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, that's another thing I like. People going to hell. To like, he enters hell willingly on his own. It's like Dante's Inferno, but... Like, okay. It's crazy. Uh, and it starts off with him getting seduced by a dead rat zombie woman witch. And he's like, I don't believe this for one second. And then she reveals herself. And then he continues on his journey. And he's just like, all right, talk to nobody. They're all fucking from hell and crazy. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, with, with my enjoyment, um, I'm going to have to give this. I mean, there's a lot of movies I enjoy a lot more than this. And I do like your sister's a werewolf a little bit more just out of the, like the goofiness factor, the campy factor that beats this one. Um, uh, but then again, like, I don't know, this kind of like gave me like they live vibes, especially with that like heavy blues guitar when he walks into town, like, bow, bow, bow. Uh, that that was pretty cool. Uh, so I'm trying to like even figure out what where I'd be wanting to put it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it, I'll, I'll give it 6.5 preacher's daughters that. Uh, that one will fuck me. <laughs> um, I would like that too, I guess. So, but no, or or or, or really, six point five times I reject a producer. <laughs> that sounds more accurate. I've told you six times already. <laughs> yeah. Six and a half was enough. so that will conclude this episode of colon trash horror movie grind next week we're coming back with uh willie's wonderland which is breeze pick uh so we're we're gonna see i've actually never seen that one have you all seen that one yeah Yeah, i've seen it amazing i'm i think we're the only one in the world who hasn't seen it. it's based off a comic book so oh is it yeah you can if you want to read the comics first yeah so that's five nights at freddy's the movie it's a cage exploitation flick. Uh, you know, Nicolas Cage. He he's he exists in a genre of his own. Um, this movie came out. Uh, what what was it? Twenty twenty one. Yep. Yeah, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty one of the two. 
You can still uh, watch it on Hulu. Spoiler alert, he does not say one word. Yeah, I, I have oh, heard right. that. Yeah. I have heard that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's... That, uh, fun fact that was actually gonna first of all, it was supposed to be our first movie that we were going to cover on this, but we ended up doing Creep Show instead. Um, That's fair, I think yeah. Creep Show makes more sense for your very first, yeah, yeah. It, that that was a really good first episode, but yeah, check us next week when we do that. And until then, I will, uh, well. Uh, thanks Dustin and Daniel for joining check out Dustin's YouTube channel on your tap water's crap and until next week I will plant you now and dig you next week awesome